Well, the news hit like a freight train yesterday, didn't it? Alistair Clarkson, one of the fiercest take-no-prisoners, higher-standard-setting coaches of our game, told North Melbourne, I just can't do it anymore. So sad was the overwhelming feeling among those of us out at Arden Street for Todd Viney's press conference yesterday, and you could see it in Todd's face as a friend more than a football boss. His mate was hurting and his mate needed help. But sad was the feeling, but brave was the word we kept hearing, and it's spot on. Clarkson's passion in life is coaching. He's a life coach, a career coach. He was desperate to get back into it and extremely passionate about it, of course. So for him to give that up indefinitely tells you everything you need to know about how this off-the-rails investigation into accusations he mistreated First Nations people has worn him down over the last eight months. Now, the signs were there at Clarkson's Angerfield press conference last week, his halftime behaviour at the weekend, and ultimately, and obviously, on Wednesday when he told North Melbourne President Sonia Hood and the North Melbourne CEO, Jen Watt, I need to get help. Heaven forbid, where, where's this going? It's just, it's just extraordinary that we, we've waited, waited eight months. The game is the victim of this. The game, the game is shamed. Obviously myself, Ace, Jason, our families have been shamed. The Indigenous and First Nations families, they've been shamed. And there's one particular party out there that was the catalyst for all this that haven't been investigated at all. Um, their governance and conduct in this whole thing, the Hawthorne Football Club, just shameful. Let's do an investigation on them and their practices and see how they go. Yeah, I think that was a window into into his mindset probably at the time and uh, you got a good feel for the animosity he's got towards the Hawthorne Football Club. Um, a club that he served for seven years, four premierships, uh, had such an influence on so many people within that footy club. For a process to unfold um, and such serious allegations to be had um, and have no reply um, to that process has been en- enormously hurtful to him. We're eight months down the track and Clarkson, Fagan and Jason Burt haven't been interviewed. It's amateur hour. Like, like these people who were put in place to, to interview both sides of the, of the situation to get a clearer picture on what actually happened um, haven't done their job. And there, there's, there's people still at Hawthorne who have blood on their hands. It, it is... I... The more I talk about it, the angrier I get. That was Alistair Clarkson, Todd Viney yesterday. Jordan Lewis last night on AFL 360. So Brett Ratton steps into the chair, and despite his own battles and hardships in the game as a senior coach at two clubs, he didn't hesitate for a second to help his old mate and to jump back into the hot seat. And, hey, what a hot seat it is. Seven consecutive losses, most of them by heavy margins, and a lengthy injury list compounded by the loss of seven players out of last week's game alone. The debut, though, of George Wardlaw shapes as the silver lining. Looking forward to watching him. You just want to see them dig in and provide some sort of response. And it is a big ask for the senior players down at Arden Street. But you're looking to Goldstein, Zeeble, McDonald, Shields, Simpkin, Greenwood, and those sort of guys to really fly the flag. We will canvas round 10 and talk footy shortly. There's plenty of sport happening right around the world to explore over the course of the next few hours. But Clarkson is the story right now. The captain's run his for state transport our people are your solution you can give us a buzz on the open line for EFS delivering simple freight solutions that number 1300 736 736 the 40 wings temper I'll keep a close eye on 0433 98 11 16 just before we move on from the Clarkson situation I upset a few people last night and perhaps some of you listening this morning with what I reported when it came to Alistair Clarkson's furious halftime spray of his players in Hobart last weekend. A paint stripper, 
A 12 out of 10, I'm told. A chair getting thrown against the wall in a particularly ugly scene. Now, it was viewed by some as an unnecessary story, damaging, lacking emotional intelligence, I think I saw, and on it went. The reason I reported it, after careful consideration, conversations with many, including conversations with the club beforehand, was not to get clicks or sensationalise or any of that rubbish. Getting too old for that anyway. It wasn't a breach of privacy either, I didn't think, given it happened in front of 40 people who have told another 240 people. It was because, in my opinion, and from what I'm told, was a key chapter in the reason North Melbourne and Clarkson are now apart. It was the point where the Kangaroos felt a duty of care for their coach. And the final point where the coach unfortunately thought, I just can't keep doing this. Now, Alistair Clarkson's well-being, the club had been mindful of. Now, that was heightened after last week's press conference where he attacked Hawthorne and it was magnified after the halftime incident I mentioned. So I just wanted to put that out there. Many of you won't care. Many of you will disagree and that's okay. I'm well familiar with the fact that uh, the journo is never going to win in the court of public opinion anyway. But I can promise you, some stories you don't enjoy doing. But you are you are compelled to report without fear or favour. And I thought it was relevant, and that's why it was reported. The ethical wrestle, if you like, or the question is always there. I can promise you that as well. one 736 736 Ultimately, of course, we hope Al finds the piece he's looking for and gets back to the game and to North Melbourne. And the bigger picture, I think we all hope that this investigation that has flown right off the rails can somehow reach some sort of resolution. But such is the current mess. It is immensely difficult to see how that happens. Just before we take some of your calls, one 736 736 here's former Hawthorne President Jeff Kennett with Kane and Kingy this morning. I understand the hurt the three people are feeling, but please understand, we did this storytelling to get the information, right? And we were horrified with the result. We did it because we're a safe working environment. But the, once those that report was leaked, that is when this whole thing has gone off the rails. Because once we'd got the report... We were bound by a recommendation of the report, but also our own obligations within the AFL family to hand that report to integrity. Mm. And that's the stage. If that had not gone public at that stage, integrity with Hawthorne would have gone to the three and said, look, these accusations have been made. Uh, do they have any substance? And then we'd decide what we're going to do with it. But once it went public, we had a firestorm, right? We had a firestorm. So, yes, we have done everything. And look, I'm terribly sorry. I know these three individuals, and I've said before, uh, Justin Burke, we put on to look after the welfare of our players and their education options. You know, we all know Fags, and Fags has very good relationships with players, etc. And Alistair is his own man, and we all know Alistair can be a volcano, as I've described him, right, from time to time. But never have I seen any of them in anything they've done be racist right if along the way in 2000 and whatever we are 23 you or i said something years ago which by today is seen to be inappropriate that's a different issue right but it doesn't mean the comments that are alleged to have been made were made racially that was Jeff Kennett uh, earlier on this morning with Kane and Kingy Fireball Friday. You can have your say on that as well. one 736 The open line for EFS. They deliver simple freight solutions. Let's get into it, and I'll detail the McCafe menu and what's to come on the program in a moment. Matt's in Collingwood. G'day, Matt. Welcome. 
Thanks, Sam. Love the show on a Friday, mate. Um, just a quick one. Alistair, I don't know him personally. I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm not a Hawthorne or North supporter, but the way, the way this bloke's been treated, mate, his father, he's a husband. He's mm. probably a good bloke. He's probably got his faults like we all do, but the fact that the AFL and certain sections of the media stood on their soapbox for two days and held down booing, booing, that we held it down and we said, the world's ending, the sky's falling. What are we going to do? We're all bad people. Yet not one of those same AFL people has had the intestinal fortitude to come out, stand up for this gentleman and the other two folks and fix this situation. It shows where we're at as the AFL trying to fix the world when they should be trying to fix the real issues, mate. Thanks for taking the call, Sam. Good on you, Matty. Appreciate your call this morning uh, as well. And and as Gillian McLaughlin has told North Melbourne in recent times, it's become a mess. Now, uh, what I do need to say is, look, the accusations are there. They might well prove to be correct. I mean, we're all on the outside looking in our serious allegations. They are not to be discounted. All we're criticising at the moment is the path that it's taken. For, to be eight months old, to state the obvious and what everyone's been saying, to be eight months in and still for the accused not to have their say and to be able to defend themselves is wrong. It's not to take away from the seriousness of the allegations. Those allegations just needed to be tested at some stage within the last three quarters of a year, surely. I think that's where we're all at with it. Nick's in Perth. Hi, Nick. Good morning. G'day, mate. Uh, Gillian McLaughlin, he's got a lot to answer for for this. He's just handballed his investigation to someone else and wiped his hands clean of it, and now it's, it's a complete mess. Well, well, Nick, the, the reason... I, I wouldn't agree they've wiped their hands with it. I think the reason that it's been given to an independent panel, Nick, was to, in part, satisfy those who were making the accusations, who had a, a, a pretty deep level of mistrust towards the, the those that are in charge of, of running the game and didn't want to subject themselves to an investigation run by the league. So this is this has been put in place to to satisfy them and to make them feel comfortable as well. But uh, what about Richard Gordon's comments? What he said about it, the Hawthorne thing, he, he, he's not interested in it either. Yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one, Nick. It's a difficult one for everyone. I mean, I've got some sympathy with the way it's come about. For those who listened to Jeff Kennett uh, earlier, probably scratching their heads and and perhaps of a belief that Hawthorne have had, you know, no, no blame can be laid at them either. But it was an investigation without... Without a framework, without a fence, it, it was it was subjective with who it interviewed and when they were interviewed, and and, and loose to use plain language, uh, without proper protocol that would be followed. I would argue, and certainly those who are more privy to the detail would argue as well. Um, Dean's in Burwood. We'll keep working through the uh, open line for EFS. G'day, Dean. G'day, Sammy. Um, the AFL. I think the last two calls from the mark. They stuffed up the peptides investigation. They've stuffed up this investigation because, as Jeff Kennett said, there's been a leak internally at the AFL. It hasn't been Hawthorne who leaked it or Clarkson's mob. It's the AFL leaked it. So why don't the AFL investigate who's actually leaked the information, for starters? Because why does it leak in the AFL house? Nothing can be confidential because there's someone is actually telling the media what's going on all the time. Mm. All these reports happen all the time. And also there's been no report, this is alleged, that two female umpires have been raped and it's taken 12 months for the AFL to start the investigation. So there's another thing that they haven't investigated properly. Thanks for the call, Dean. Thanks for the call. Yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the difficulties and the mess that we find ourselves in, particularly with this Hawthorne investigation, stem from the fact that it was made public and and that it was leaked and it was put out in the open. Um, of it, this is all stating these are all thing all points we know, but again, just stating it when it, when it became public, it, it jumped the shark. It didn't give those uh, proper process uh, for those who deserve to have their say. Once it was out in the open, um, you know, the horse had bolted. Rowan's in Dandenong. Hey, Rowan. Good morning, mate. Um, 
first of all, <clears throat> the AFL they couldn't run under Chook, they couldn't run a Chook raffle. They're hopeless. Um, wasn't it December twenty second or something? A report was going to come out and everything was going to be finalised. Well, here we are in May, still rolling on. Mm. Also, the person who leaked um, the information, be ashamed of yourself. You're an idiot because um, there's two sides to a story. Both sides are being affected mentally. Clarkson's a wreck. And um, the AFL said income. I wouldn't get them to run my, sister, uh, my daughter's birthday party. They're hopeless. Thanks, Rowan. I think blame lies everywhere. I mean, a lot of people saying, I blame them, I blame them. Why are they to blame? Why are they to blame? Uh, Blame lies right across the board. And it is a very complex issue. In fact, one that Adrian Anderson right from the outset said, we'll never find a resolution. This will never be resolved. It'll end up in the courts. And he may well proven to be correct. Uh, Bill's in Bulleen. Bell, what did did you make of Jeff Kennett this morning? Well, I I was just going to say, Sammy, uh, we shouldn't be giving any airtime to Jeff Kennett whatsoever. Not with uh, going back in his history of the head of Beyond Blue at the same time as president of the Hawthorne Football Club. Of the 18 clubs in the, in the AFL, Hawthorne used to be number one as far as poker machines were concerned, and at the same time with his hat on at Beyond Blue. Um, I think if you know anything about poker machines and uh, family violence, etc., uh, I, I think uh, Jeff needed to wear one hat or the other, but certainly not both. It was just a disgrace. So any, any airtime to Jeff uh, is ridiculous, in my opinion. Thanks for the call, Bill. Um, a lot of texts coming through. I'm parking them as I can. The uh, open line is absolutely raging at the moment as well. I'll just detail the McCafe menu today. It was a heavy day yesterday, but it does give way to a big weekend of footy, and I'd love to get to that as well. So on the show today, Michael Barlow will jump on to provide his expertise to our Round 10 preview. ESPN's Kane Pittman will join us from Ball Arena in Denver, where he's courtside for Game 2 of the Western Conference NBA Finals between the Nuggets and the Lakers. That gets started at 10.30. Former Bomber big man Tom Bell Chambers is going to jump on the line now. Tom, in training for a bout against Cam Mooney, you might have heard on SEM Breakfast this morning. That is, of course, part of next week's undercard uh, at Margaret Court Arena. Magic Miles Fitzner will join us. Andy Harper, our man for all things A-League and world football. And Brett Ratton is due to speak sometime in our final hour. We'll get to his uh, press conference as well. Before we get to our first break, though, Adrian's in Melton. Adrian, welcome to the captain's run. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we... And we, I read through the allegations on the ABC uh, website, the, the stuff that was leaked, and it's, you know, there's a lot of hearsay in there, a lot of uh, you know stuff that could be easily disputed and needs to be tested. I don't, I don't know, I couldn't see it being tested in, in a court of law because there's no, there's nothing criminal about what's been alleged. But why are we, why aren't we uh, also interviewing other guys who've been dis- delisted and they're disgruntled they're not happy this is if people vote for the voice this is what we're going to get two different uh, a divide, divided society based on race and instead of just looking at uh, the actual issues we're going to be picking out one race of people and then trying to treat them differently to what we do everyone else i think it's a i think it's a bad case and then this this comes out on the same day that the afl um makes their stand about, uh, you know, how we should be voting for, you know, for some political thing. They should keep their keep their nose out of it. Yeah, well, Adrian, just obviously two separate issues, I think. But just coming back to your point on Hawthorne, I mean, all past players, every single one of them within that time frame were given the opportunity to speak. Now, there was a mass email put out to every single player on the list to take part. And, and the choice was left to those players, whether they wanted to take part 
um, after those findings were made or not. But speaking to people around it, it's it's the scope of the inquiry initially that got well out of control. And the findings that were made outside of the scope of inquiry are central to the reasons why people are criticising Hawthorne in this instance. Um, we need to get to our first break, but there's plenty of time for your calls. So John, Andrew, Eric, Sammy and Shane in North Fitzroy, sit tight. We'll get to you, I promise, straight after this on the Captain's Run. US PGA Championship on in New York at the moment. Rochester, New York to be precise. Oak Hill Country Club. Bryson DeChambeau is the outright leader. He's in the clubhouse at four under. Adam Scott, though, off to a flyer. Tied for second, the Aussie. He is three under through 12. We'll keep a close eye on that as we do. We go back to the EFS open line, delivering simple freight solutions where Johnny's on the road. G'day, John. Well, thanks, Sam. Um, Look, last night, Jordan Lewis, I thought he was brilliant. And for him to share that story, I don't know if you remember it, when he said that very early in the piece, poor old Clarko was told, look, just go down the coast and uh, get away for a couple of days. And, uh, Went, pulled into a service station, and the owner refused to serve him. Mm. So can you imagine how much crap this poor bloke and his family have put up with that we probably don't even know about? Yep, I can, John. No, I heard that. I'm glad that uh, Jordan Lewis felt comfortable enough to share that uh, anecdote. And, yeah, that was my takeaway from his contribution last night. It's along similar lines to what James has just texted through, John, in Blackburn. He says, this will end with no resolution. And Fagan and Clarkson suing all involved for defamation. We have anonymous accusers refusing to engage in mediation without the complete capitulation of the accused beforehand. Presumption of innocence is dead, and there is no recourse at the moment to get to the bottom of this. Well, I think there is. For what it's worth, I think it's possible both sides believe they are right. Um, but yes, John, I did watch, and uh, I watched with interest last night. Andrew's in Nidri. Andrew, welcome to the captain's run. Yes, and uh, Aboriginals have been refused um, uh, service for hundreds of years in shops and um in other uh, in other areas, so I don't think it's any it's not new. Um, anyway, um, and I feel sorry for Clarkson, but I reckon this should go to court. I I think the AFL needs to step in and put a line through the sand and say, right, you know, when you have, you know, I don't know if you've been through mediation and and uh, he say she says and all this sort of stuff. Um, you know, you have a you you have a person come in and and they try and sort out the issue and write up the stories and then you basically go through conciliation and try and try and solve the problem now if, if people aren't prepared to do that and uh, and you put you put a timeline on it mm. uh, if it cut if it finishes the time if the timeline's up then it bad luck all bets are off take it through the civil courts and get it sorted out there um the afl has a duty of care to everybody not just one person or the other and, and they're negligent in this area and um and i think they need to show a bit of leadership and um uh, yeah, so that's my view, and 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 you know, yeah, people have been hurt, but um, and some of the stories might be true, and some of the stories might not be true. But some, you know, who's yeah. to know? Some points well made there, Andrew. Appreciate you jumping on as always. Eric's in Doncaster. Eric, want to have your say? Yes, Sam. Thank you. Um, I'd just like to say, regardless, I've got. Um, I don't know who, whether it's true or not, and who's right and who's wrong. But what I'm trying to say is that. The amount of time it's taken to get to the bottom of this, there seems to be um, either Clarkson and uh, Fagan and the rest are guilty or the other guys that uh, brought up the accusations is just propaganda. The problem is, whatever's happening, they're covering up. Why don't they just say, um, you know, come to the resolution or let us know? 
Uh, well, Clarkson's guilty, or the other thing was propaganda. And stop uh, letting the thing drag on because it's hurting both sides of the people. And, you know, whether you're uh, the person that's made the accusation, you're getting judged, or whether you're Clarkson and Fagan and the rest, the defendants, they're getting judged. because, And the truth needs to come to the top. It needs to surface. Something. Um, I think the AFL are trying to hide something because it's a big business and they're trying to cover it up. All right, Eric. And we need we need to, to apologies, mate. We need to leave you there. I think I think you've I think you got your point out. We've got a hard out though, unfortunately, before the news headlines. Sam and Shane, I did promise you. I'm still promising you. We'll get to you straight after these news headlines. Stay with us. Welcome back. We will move on to some water footy topics shortly. Uh, but before we do, uh, just off the text, every First Nations player, not every player, I did uh, mention that every player was uh, written to by the Hawthorne Football Club to participate in the investigation into historical allegations of racism on, on that in that club. It actually was every player who was uh, written to to take part, uh, and that was to take part with the independent four-person panel. So the initial report was written, of course, and then it went to the independent four-person panel. That was when every player was invited to take part. Uh, Sam's in Keel or Down. Sam, welcome to the Captain's Run. Good morning, Sam. Look, I just want to comment on Jeff Kennett's comments on the, the Brecky show this morning. He stated that when the information came to Hawthorne, they were horrified. And uh, he said it was a bit like storytelling. He, mm. he was gathering information. These were his words. Now, the storytelling only came from one side. Like, you just mentioned that every player was written to on the list. Yep. Why wasn't Clarkson, uh, Fagan and Burst called in and interviewed uh, and given that chance to address the allegations there and then. Yeah. So every player was written to after the allegations were made, Sam. That's what I need to make clear. So you're right. The initial report only heard one side of the story because, as Jeff Kennett detailed, they were looking to seek to add some validity to to what had happened with Cyril Rioli. That, that was the stated aim of the club. And that's why the, the scope of the investigation, uh, or the report rather, from Phil Egan only went down one side. Yeah, but it's gone eight months on. Yeah, we were supposed, yeah. I was supposed to get a result on the 22nd of December. Why isn't the AFL putting pressure on saying, well, we want a report in a month? Well, maybe they have. I mean, maybe they have, Sam. They have. Uh, Gil is on record to say that uh, they did go um, to the independent panel for a line of inquiry. And, uh, but this is pre-Christmas, I reckon it might have been. And it was they were rebuffed very strongly. And, in fact, the, the statement that was put out last week by... Bernard uh, King, uh, Queen KC, was sort of, he sought to defend he and the panel more than he sought to defend anyone else for the delay. So I don't, I'm not sure that statement achieved anything else other than him seeking to, to give the investigators a, a, an out as to the delay. But messy, 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 Sam. Appreciate your call. Shane's in North Fitzroy. Shane, welcome. Hey, Sammy, um, I, just, I heard you say before, you know, everyone's got to take a little part of the blame. Well, I disagree with you very strongly. I mean, the AFL, through Essendon, and in particular James Heard under a bus, uh, it's only matched by their abject failure in this instance. I mean, they shouldn't have imported some independent panel. They should have just got on the front foot straight away and just got this cleared up. I mean, they are a failure. 
when it comes to process because they are always protecting the cash. Uh, they, they are incompetent in areas of this form mm. um, and they should be held to account. And this is a massive blight and not the first one, I might add, on Gillen McLaughlin. So abject failure and all to blame. The AFL. Thank you very much. All right, Shane. Thanks for waiting on the line. Uh, you leave us in no doubt of your opinion on the matter. So let's talk some more football, shall we? A big round 10 coming up. I'll read your texts out as they come, of course, on the 40 Wings Temper 0433981116. Temper, a mattress like no other. We've got Michael Barlow coming up to preview round 10. Kane Pittman, all things NBA playoffs. Richard Humiston will jump on the line. Tom Bellchambers to talk about jumping in the ring opposed to Cam Mooney, Andy Harper, Miles Fitzner and some of Brett Ratton's press conference due around 20 past 11, hopefully. And that's all thanks to McCafe, our official coffee partner. Friday night football is a beauty tonight. It's Port Adelaide and Melbourne. It's at the Adelaide Oval. And after this break, Mickey Barlow is going to run the rule over that and the games to come on a big weekend in the AFL. Stay with us.